Yo, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Word. Yo, what's good? What's up, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everyone? Yeah. Everybody, what's up? Yeah, TC with us. You already know what it is. It's it's yours truly. Listen, um, today is going to be a very powerful session. So, yo, I'm telling you, very powerful podcast. Mm -hmm. We're going to drop gems on them. It's going to be a a point where it's time to take Mm -hmm. power. It's it's time for it's time to take power into your own hands. That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. You know, that's that's what this episode and this mm-hmm. podcast. Listen, this is episode eleven, y'all. <laughs> DC and Centers episode yeah. eleven, and um, we have a special guest, real estate. Of course, he's been doing he he's been doing this for years. Our special guest, he's going to be later on. He, you know, he's going to jump on with us. Uh, but, of course, we got to do the intro. You know, that the, the intros is very important. So mm-hmm. uh, let's jump into it. I'm going to make this as simple as possible. And um, I'm going to say this. Uh, water. I'm going to just keep it very, very wow. simple. H2O. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, water is important to stay hydrated, and it's important to drink water. And you know how you can tell? How, this is how you can tell, and it's very simple how you can tell if you're hydrated or if you're dehydrated. It's by your urine color. So when you go into the bathroom, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know when you when you're about to you know use the bathroom, take a piss, y'all. That's if 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 um if your urine pee uh, color is 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 yellow or white. If it's yellow, that means it is dehydrated. Well, very yellow means dehydration. White, well, clear means you're hydrated. You're drinking mm-hmm. water. Even though you will be going to the bathroom when you drink yeah. of water. Um, so that, that we call this hydration status. So the hydration status of drinking lots of water when you go to the bathroom, if it's clear, you're actually um, you're actually hydrating uh, yourself, your insides, your mm-hmm. blood, you know, your moods. Um, but if you are dehydrated, and when you use the bathroom, yeah, 
that pea is going to come out very yellow. <laughs> so that's the balance of hydrate, hydrated <laughs> and dehydration. Yes. So, but in oh, some it, cases, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, in some cases, if it come out brown like Coca Cola, I helps. can't. I can't with you. But yeah, that's right. a thing. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah, yes. If if it comes out, if it definitely comes out in like another color than clear yellow, I, I would suggest you to uh, to seek advice from uh, whatever your doctor says. Mm-hmm. Um, to, yeah, definitely seek advice. What you got to do, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yep. But drink water. I'm I'm just keeping this intro very simple as possible. Drink water. Drink water yeah. when you wake up. Drink water when uh drink water when you are um drink water when you're about to go to sleep also. I you know the thing about I've yeah. I've learned um and I'll share this with y'all. I did a fruits and veggie challenge for and I was just eating fr- just fruits and, veg- and vegetables for seven days. I, yo, my body feels it, it, it. Now I can put this as a lifestyle. So I'm gonna share this with you guys. If you feel because a lot of people like to eat full course meal at nighttime when they when they feel hungry. So if you are feeling like you are hungry at nighttime, make sure you drink water first. Your body's probably telling you you're just thirsty. Yes. So drink water. But if you're continue, mm-hmm. if you continue to drink water, and if you're still um, hungry, or if your body is still, you know, talking to you. Then I would suggest then uh, I wouldn't. Well, if you want to eat a full course meal, that's completely up to you. But for me, (laughs) don't do it. It's up to you, but don't do it. (laughs) That's up to you. But my but what I would do is I would just eat fruits. That's it. I'll just eat a fruit. That's it. That's all well, I would do. What you could do, get some strawberries, for example. Yes. Have a little bit of yogurt. Yes. Have that before you go to sleep. That actually helps. Yes. Instead of having something so heavy, especially like breads and things with starch and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. And I also want to go do some mm-hmm. of the benefits, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So, so the benefit. So, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to take it away, take it away, TC. So Go water, ahead. Take it I away. I just have a few. I just have a few. So water, you ever think about it? Our body is seventy, what seventy percent made of water. Yes. So it's part of our life source to begin with. And also, water also benefits us from like we urination, help us flush our body out, regulates our body temperature also help our joints and skin. Yes. A lot of people don't realize that. And also, your saliva also <laughs> is involved with H2O, yes. funny enough. Yes. You know, overall, 
Water is like our soul in a way. Because right. without water, you die. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, back to you, Diamond. Absolutely, yes. And mm-hmm. it, it also increases our energy. Uh, it has ability. It, 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 water also has this ability to focus, helps our brain function. It improves muscles. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you said healthy skin, uh, uplifts our mood, healthy hair. It also flush toxins out. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what the hydration is for. It flushes mm. toxin. So when you go into the bathroom, that's the point of you mm-hmm. going to the bathroom is because you're flushing that toxin out. Yes. Yeah. It improves blood. Uh, Water is a natural detox. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, metabolism. Um, uh, what is it? Regulates body temperature. Helps you lose weight. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah. uh, you pretty much, mm-hmm. you took it away. Like, yeah. uh, that's the benefits of um, drinking water. So, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why this is important to drink water. Like, if, if, if the body is 75% water, and let's say if you only ate out of the day only... I would say like one time and then most of most of the time your body is just consuming water you can still mm. maintain your body absolutely yes you can still yeah. maintain your body yeah the amount of water mm-hmm. versus food yeah yeah, that's why it's important to drink water. It, it can you can yeah. you can eat one two times a day, and like if the water the water the the consumption you you feel perfectly you'll feel mm-hmm. you'll feel fine. So yeah, you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My question is, why do you think it's so hard for some people? You hear me? Yes. Okay, so uh, it's a delay. So <laughs> no, good, good, good. Uh huh. Yeah, but I just want to know why you think it's so hard for certain people to drink a lot of water. Why you think they're always drawn to drinking juices and like sodas? Uh, I think, in my opinion, I don't have the facts to this. I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's because of the addiction, uh, the the addiction of uh, soda, the addictions of like you know um, sugary, because sugar is an addiction. Um, so yeah, I've I've I'm I'm mm-hmm. learning that sugar is an addiction. And uh, that's what I think, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. And Mm -hmm. this is the reason why we need to drink more water and the soda and the the juices, the, you know, the sugary juices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if, if, if I I think... I think it's because of the, the, the soda and the juices are an addiction. 
And that that's why for people, for people, that's why. So yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So they gotta break that okay. habit. I agree. Got, mm-hmm. Yeah. They gotta break mm-hmm. that habit. So yes. If I'm if I'm wrong, yeah. If if you listen to this and if I'm wrong, please correct me. I I, I want you to correct. Me. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying makes sense though, because you got mama too drinking a lot of soda, mama caffeine in there, and people get addicted to caffeine. Yes, and it dehydrates you as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely does. Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, anything else before we? Simple. <laughs> Simple. All right, yo, let's get it. All right, y'all. So we're about to bring our special guests. Let's get it, y'all. You already know we got a special guest. Uh, let's get it. Episode 11, DC Incentives. We got my brother, Mr. Please, please introduce yourself. So my name, for those of you who don't know, no, we are not getting the firefighter truck. You get in the car. My name, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Luis Estrella. I'm a licensed realtor in New York and New Jersey, as well as a photographer. Nice. Everything else under the sun, man. But uh, we also do credit restoration and credit repair uh, because, I mean, we're one of the only realtors that get people from credit to closing. Um, hmm. We're licensed in New York and New Jersey. We're all about providing opportunity, man, through and through, from beginning to the end. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. All right. So, you know, (laughs) our listeners, you know, they've been waiting for this. All right. So, Mm -hmm. we got a couple of questions. All right. So, first question, and I know TC, he got some questions for you, too. Absolutely. Uh Uh, So, the first question I would like to ask is, if someone does not know about real estate and wants to... Uh, get their foot in the door in real estate. Mm. How? What mm. is the beginning stages of learning about real estate step by step? The beginning stages for learning about real estate step by step. Um, if somebody doesn't know the real process, they might tell you, go ahead, get pre-approved. Go to a bank, go get a loan, get pre-approved. And that's the first step, which is bullshit. You do not do that. <laughs> the first thing you do is you check your credit. Mm. <laughs> because I'll tell you, one of the biggest implications to you being successful in the process and you really understanding what you qualify out the door is knowing your credit score. Um, do you want me to drive? Yeah, please. Your credit score right now is at a 580 mm-hmm. for, for an FHA. That do not we years to get off. Um, so you're already starting out the gate in a worse position than what you would have done if you just did the groundwork first. Mm-hmm. If you have a 620 credit score, we can get you qualified as 3% down and no PMI. So no private mortgage insurance. That's usually the extra $150, $200 on to your mortgage because the bank is kind of kind of trying to mitigate risk they don't they they don't they are putting 20 percent down so they tack on a little extra for themselves to cushion themselves from uh oh yeah to cushion themselves from from getting hit on the back end just in case you default so um first step understand your real credit score not your credit karma 
bullshit score, your real credit score. Um, once you got that together and you know your FICO score, then go ahead, jump out there, uh, get pre-approved so you can understand your buying power. And from the moment you understand your buying power, now we hit the we hit the ground running. You call a realtor, we hit the streets, we start looking at the way credit is actually calculated, right? Um, so if you look mm. at the way credit is calculated, there are five different things that actually impact your actual score. So let's break it down into percentages. 35% of your score, the biggest chunk of your score, is accumulated through your payment history over the last 24 months. So have you been paying on time? Have you mm. been paying late? And especially over the first 24 months or the last 24 months, because credit, that makes up 35% of your score, payment history. The next big chunk is 30% of your score is based off of credit utilization. So if you have a secured credit card, if you have an actual credit card, understanding, I know they tell you like uh, the rule of thumb is don't use more than 30% of your, of your credit card limit. That's BS. That's nonsense. Your car does 240 miles. You shouldn't. Like the speed limit is about credit. Easier for people to understand. You should never use more than 10% of your credit utilization. You got a thousand dollar card. You should never use more than a hundred dollars on that card. Okay. Period. Um, and then when mm -hmm. you pay off that card, don't pay it off the whole hundred dollars. Um, you leave at least a dollar on there. Because credit only gives you points according to how much credit you're utilizing, right? So if you come up at the end of the month and you only, you got a zero balance, how much interest can they charge you on that zero balance? Let's go. Nothing. And it looks yeah, like you didn't even true. utilize your credit. Let's go. So understanding, yeah. understanding the way that that works right there is important. Uh, so credit utilization um, is 30%. Then the next 15% is credit length, right? So the, the length of your credit history. The longer you have a credit account um, is the better for you, right? So three months of a credit of a credit account is gonna is gonna make an impact, but not as big years and everything's been paid on time. That like that's really gonna have a huge impact and a huge bearing on your credit score. So you have thirty five percent payment history, thirty percent credit utilization. 15% credit length, 10% um, is hard inquiries. So reducing the amount of hard inquiries in a year to two or less mm -hmm. period. And more than that, you're, you're jeopardizing your credit score. And mm -hmm. then 10% oh, okay. is diversification, right? So uh, do you have revolving lines of credit, installment lines of credit? Um, so just understanding the difference between the two. Um, yeah, man. So diversification is key. Okay. So that's understanding understanding that that arithmetic and the way credit is calculated is important, um, and that that really makes the difference. Uh, but then utilizing services like the one I'm a part of, where we don't just help people with their credit and delete late accounts and and repossessions, evictions, collections, um, but we also teach you how we teach you financial literacy at the same time, um, because part of the okay. reason that people get into bad credit is mismanagement of money, right? People don't know how to budget. People don't know what their net worth is. People don't know how to save. Um, so taking small incremental steps throughout the whole process, learning the financial education that we should have been taught in school allows us to become financially conscious, build positive financial habits, 
and then you can hit the ground running do whatever you got to do let's get it okay that's good okay Let's get That's it. Good information. Do, yeah. Do do I need to do do I need a license to to own a house to to own yeah. Um, you do not need a license to own a house. All you need is a state ID, a job for the last two years, uh, at least two years of consecutive work history. Um, okay. Oh yeah, two forms of identification, especially when you get to closing. Uh, so you need at least a state ID, um, a debit card with your name on it, some like. Two forms of verification ID um, is important. Two years of uh, work history, two years of tax returns, your last two months of bank statements, and then um, pay stubs. If you're a 1099 worker, then they're going to be asking for um, your 1040Bs, uh, which is the bank application, and then they're going to ask you for your 1099s and all your documentations as well. Now, who is they? Is that is that the IRS or the banks? The bank. Okay, the banks, mm. because the banks is going to okay, be qualifying you and giving you the pre-approval for the for the property. Mm. Okay, and that's for all states or just like New York and Jersey? All states. Those all are states. those okay. are the standard requirements, um, as well as the ten uh, the thing. Yeah, the ten eighty B form, which is that bank application. So all mm. those things combined. Um, is what you're going to need in order to qualify for the loan. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. There's programs out there that actually, they they might not ask for all those forms, but mm. they're called like, um, it's called the no-doc loan. So they're only using your last 12 months of bank statements to verify that you got money coming into the account and more money stays in than leaves your account. Uh, so that's another form of loan that you can take. If you know, if you, you're one of those cash-heavy people and you got plenty of bank accounts, uh, plenty of money in your bank account, and you can support that for the last 12 months. But if you're one of those people that are getting susu money dipped into your account, <laughs> out of your account, yo, yo, bro, I'm telling you, I've gotten people qualifying for homes because they are part of a susu. <laughs> and let me tell you the way that works out. It's funny, right? But any time that a large deposit is made into your account, that has to be verifiable income. Because mm-hmm. to a bank, they don't know if that's terrorists dropping money into your account. Oh, uh, okay. Drug lords but- dropping money into your account. So when they say, when they're going to tell you like, oh, we see you got $2,000, $8,000, $10,000 in your bank account deposited from a couple of different places. Now those people that sent you that money got to send their bank statements. Oh, so the bank is dirty money, basically. Ooh. Oh, baby. <laughs> So wow. so so so, so, oh, oh, oh. so what is susu? Talk, talk about that. What, what what does that mean? So susu, think about it. It's it's kind of like um, group economics where people are giving giving money to to each other, and somebody getting paid out this week, somebody not getting hands in, hands out. It, so it, it's literally communal giving, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds cool and all, but if you're going to buy a property, not the time. Not the time. Wow. Okay. Has to be verifiable. Period. Okay, makes sense. Some people do it. That's what that's on you. But when when you got a bank taking a microscope to your funds, watching your discretionary income, watching how your money's going in, how your money's coming out, that's affecting your debt to income ratio. 
which is how a bank is actually formulating their risk factor about your file, right? It's according to your debt to income ratio, how much money's coming in, how much money's going out, how much of that is necessary, how much of that is discretionary. That's the math that the bank is doing on the back end that we don't get access to. Mm. Wow. All right, let's get it. Next question. All right, so you know how people want to say, I want to buy land. I want to buy property. Um, So when people say that, and when they have that goal to say, I want to buy land and I want to buy property, uh, they think this is a get rich uh, quick. Um, now, Now, is that true? Is that true? Okay, the benefits of buying land, mm. you might be able to buy a little bit more. It depends on where you buy the land. If you buy land in Brooklyn, you're gonna be paying paying money out the ass. So I don't I don't know what the perks of that is unless you're a builder and you uh-huh. and you can and you can build and you can put all that together. Now understand, if the land you're buying is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a twenty by a hundred foot lot, then you building the property up from the ground up is going to cost you another three fifty. You're in at six hundred thousand. You could have just went out and bought a property for six hundred thousand, mm. unless you mm. want to build the way you want to build. Cool. But he's really understanding. Well, some people think like, oh, when I buy land, I don't got to pay property taxes because I own the land. Bullshit. This is the United States of America. They even while you own some, they own some. They get paid off everything. Mm. And you're going to have to pay property taxes anyway, right? You can't get out of that. That's going to come. That parcel of land is given out by a municipality. That municipality is going to tax you. Wow. Because you you operating in this, in this jurisdiction. Um, okay. So that if you want to buy, if you want to buy land, by all means, buy a, buy a, buy a, pro, buy a land with a property already on it. Go ahead and do that. There ain't nothing stopping you. Um, otherwise, you better be good with your hands because you're going to have to build something. Okay. So, okay. So that about mm-hmm. land, about property, when people say that, that's pretty much saying like, all right, you got to have knowledge if you want to, you know, it's it's a lot of knowledge to us of what you're saying. So what you're saying is very vague. All right, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Woo. Okay. TC, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Any questions? So is it true? I heard like people talk about like. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I heard people about like they buy land, and then somebody else will buy the land off of them for double the price, and they walk away with money like that. Is that true? Land doesn't appreciate as fast as properties do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if you're buying, and let's say for example, if the land parcel is being sold by a municipality through a foreclosure or through a tax sale and something like that. And it's true value is twice what the bank is selling it for. Then of course you can do that. Okay. Usually you can do that. Um, but mm-hmm. if you're just, if you see the, you see a for sale sign and a realtor is representing that and they're just selling it, selling it. And you think you just going to double that. Nah, man, it's <laughs> not the way it works. Um, okay. At least a property or a house, if it if it's being sold and it's it's dilapidated and needs renovation, then you could buy that property, do the renovation, and you can you 
called do what's called flipping the house. That's more feasible. That's that's more rational or land rather. It's not. It's not gonna happen. Okay. Okay. Word. All right. Uh, so I did. I did research, and you tell me if this is true. Uh, the benefits of real estate is home mortgages, FHA conventional, uh, home home equity line of credit, cash out refinances. 203k construction loan, commercial and business loan, and private funding and hard money loans. You tell me the benefits of real estate. Is that true? Yeah. So you got to think everything you just said are different facets of real estate, right? Mm. Um, for example, first time home buyer who wants, like, like I just said, wants to buy something that's dilapidated um, or that needs a lot of work. A first-time home buyer that doesn't have all that money to pay out of pocket and renovate their house on their own dime, they're they're using they're utilizing what's called the FHA 203k loan, the renovation loan, right? Uh, because the bank is giving them the loan. Let's say they're buying the house for three hundred or four hundred thousand, they're giving them the 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 loan of that four hundred thousand to purchase the property, and then the property needs an additional hundred thousand dollars in renovation. The bank is giving them that hundred thousand dollars in renovation. So they can give to the contractor in installments, of course, they're not giving it all in one lump sum, but they're giving it to that person. So that way, uh, so that way they can renovate the property. Now in total, the whole loan is going to be 500,000, 400 for the purchase, hundred for the renovation. And it's bundled together in what's called the FHA two or 3k loan. Boom. When you talk about the premise, the idea of the benefits of real estate, it's, that's how generational wealth is built. Period. They just revealed um, Jay Z, right? They they put out they put out a breakdown of Jay Z's billion dollar portfolio. Fifty million of that is real estate. If you if you do a slither and just a microscope of most of these ultra wealthy people, they're gonna have a chunk of that. That's real estate. Because that's passive income. You're buying these properties. These properties are appreciating. If you're buying them in the right in the right area, you can rent those things out, and they're making money while you sleep. Um, so the, the 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 benefits of real estate is that each and every time that you're paying that mortgage note, and you're paying that that mortgage, you're paying yourself. Your house is your mini bank account, and you're stashing away money in yourself every time. Because if you're renting something, you're giving money to a stranger and they're putting it in that bank account of their property. And that property is building value. And you talked about a HELOC. Here's the, here's the benefits of putting money into that bank account of a house. You can then later on take out a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, where all that money you've been putting in, now you can go in and take out and use that money for something else to buy more property. And you redistribute that that money um, to break down what you said even further. You mentioned FHA. You mentioned conventional. You mentioned um, hard money lending. Yes. Those are all different forms of financing, right? Mm-hmm. So how you could get into purchasing property. If you wanted to become a home flipper and 
you don't want to go through the same type of hoops that you want, that you're going to have to go through for taking out a FHA loan, which you got to, you got to live in the property for at least two years before you sell it. Um, and you, it's required to live in there according to FHA guidelines, conventional mm-hmm. loan. You got to put down 5% or whatever it is. If you just wanted to be a home flipper, you take out a hard money loan, which is a loan that's going to hurt. That's why it's called hard money. Um, because you're paying a high interest rate anywhere from nine and a half percent to twelve and a half percent for the interest rate, but you're supposed to pay that back not over ten, not over twenty, not over thirty years. You got one year to pay that back. So you got to be in and out when you're using a hard. Um, and instead of you paying a mortgage every month, you're paying that interest, that nine, ten, eleven percent interest. But it's a flipper's loan. You go in, you rent, you buy a property cheap, you renovate it, you flip it, you give the hard money lender back their money, and you take your money on the side. Um, and the usual down payment for that is about ten percent that you're putting down. Mm-hmm. So there's huge benefits to being a property owner, um, all of which fall under the umbrella that you're paying yourself. You're, you're creating wealth for yourself, either slowly but surely, or sometimes in a lump sum, um, but just depending on how you buy it. Okay. TC. Get back to me. I had an expression. I had to think about it. Get back to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, next question is talk about uh, what is a earned income, a business income, and an investment income. Yeah, that's one investment income. I just want to talk about that. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what are the three brackets again? Earn income, investment income, and business income. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so watch this. The first difference between all three is how you're taxed. Mm-hmm. Right? So understanding that earned income is nine to five income. That's your, your time has a value, right? Usually that value is being determined by somebody else who's ever employing you. They say, Hey, your hour is worth $15. Your hour is worth $30. Matter of fact, maybe, maybe your hour is worth $45. Every one of your hours. And then big uh, uncle Sam digs into every check before you even get it. And they get their slice. Mm-hmm. That's that's earned income, and you can't you can't fight back against that. That's just the price of doing business of having somebody else determine the value of your time. Very mm. paychecks because if you don't value your time or put a value on your time, someone else somebody else will put a value on your time. Will put a value mm. on your effort. Period. Mm. Now, business income is completely different. Not only are you taxed at a much lesser rate when you own your own business, you also don't pay Uncle Sam until you deduct your expenses, your, your usual business expenses, your price of doing business, your product, like your, like your overall product, um, your, your, the expenses of your products, essentially, right? So let me give you a prime example. Me as a realtor, I got business income. It's 1099. I, I work my own hours. I, I put a value on my own time. And 
by the end of the year, everybody else is jumping around, skipping around about tax time. Like, yeah, I'm getting my tax check. I'm like, no, I get to write off so much stuff. Mm, Write-offs, yeah. right? Every time I drive my car to and from somewhere, every time I fill my gas tank up, every time, um, every time I'm paying like uh, marketing fees or marketing uh, like $3 a day per listing every day, whatever it is, all that stuff, I, I get into a nice little book. Matter of fact, let me show you. Let me show you something. Since we in my car, I'm gonna flip my camera around. Okay. This, see this? To some people, this just look like a bunch of papers. You know what that is to me? Tax write-offs. That's receipts. Yeah. That's receipts, okay. baby. That's receipts. Every every time I swipe my card, I try not to buy nothing in cash. Nothing. Because I need to be able to track where my money went, what it was for, and I'm writing all that shit on it. All of it. That makes sense. Last year, yeah, last year, I wrote off $57,000. Wrote it off. And that's money I made. But Uncle Sam can't touch that. They get a slither of what I said was left over. Mm. Period. Now they playing by my terms. Because I got a great accountant. So it's like, I made money. But how much money I made is my business. You worry about what's left. That's business income. And that's why, and a lot of people don't know this, but the more and more businesses you run, right? So the more and more businesses you have, the less taxes you get taxed on that. So it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being, okay. a business, being a business owner and an entrepreneur is extremely important. The credit repair business I'm a part of, 1099 my own business. Um, me me doing photography and, and 3D Matterports and 3D tours of homes, my own business. That's two. That's two. That. Talk That's about two. it. Yes. Um, I'm yes. a realtor in New York. That's three. Three streams That's of three. income. Yes. Three streams. I'm a realtor in New Jersey. Four. That's four. That's four. Income. And I get a much less tax rate than somebody who got one nine to five job. Damn. And I got four streams of income. Let's and go. Damn. Let's go. You talked about passive income. That's an additional stream of income that you can have where if you're getting rental property or, or properties that you want to purchase old and then rent mm. those out, you can rent those out and get additional income. So passive income is when you don't have to work. You can sleep and your money making money while you sleep. Um, That's a dream. Exactly. Uh, and I trade stocks. So my money making money. That's five streams of income right there. Yeah. So like through and through, I, it behooves you. It's extremely in your benefit to find out ways to become a business owner, even if you don't got time. Because guess what? If you don't have time, that means somebody using your time and it might not be. you. Yes. Talk, talk. So, so, now that. That, so, so now that we talk about streams of income, Talk about how McDonald's has seven streams of income. Talk, uh, mm-hmm. um, who else? What else? What else? Um, Amazon has seven streams of income. Apple. And how how does Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook, how does he mm-hmm. have streams of income also? Yeah. Advertisement, right? Advertisement. He's utilizing mm-hmm. your time and leveraging your time against you, right? So here's the best part. Like, Somebody came to me and was like, no, but you're doing credit repair. How do you have time? I'm like, wait a second. I got the same amount of time you got. 
but I utilize my time differently. Let me give you an example. Every time you log on to Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is making millions of dollars from you wasting your time scrolling. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Every time you log on to Instagram, Mark Zuckerberg, again, is making even more money from utilizing your time. Mm. Why ain't you getting paid from every scroll? Why ain't you getting paid from every post? You could be, but did you take the, did, did you do the groundwork to find out how? Right? Mm. I, I hit my brother, I hit my brother hit Rich up and I'm like, bro, you ready <laughs> to get paid for Facebook posts? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, bro, <laughs> we can help people repair their credit. Right? Absolutely. We can help people repair their credit. We can help people in their lives and we can help people leverage OPP, other people's paper, right? Do credit restoration by putting up a post and saying, hey, do you need credit restoration? Hit me up. That's it. I am about yes. to. And, yeah. and it's literally by providing you a service, not, not selling you no flat tummy tea, no, oh, get people <laughs> follow this bill, you do whatever. And I ain't knocking flat tummy tea, but I'm just saying, that's a product. Are you real? I'm, I'm just saying, right? That's a product you have to buy more of to try to get something from. That's a product-based business. Mm. We do a service-based business where you can teach people financial education, something that we all yes. been lacking. Yeah. Right? Where, where most people, if they learn financial education, is because they went to accounting or, or, or in, they went to accounting school or they took and paid thousands of dollars per semester to get a degree, come out in debt to try to teach people about financial education. Like, that seemed pretty backwards to me. Why I gotta mm -hmm. owe money to make money to teach you about how to own money? Like, bro. So, it's like, I, I genuinely love ways in which we can work smarter and harder if you want to, but not necessarily, right? Yesterday, I made $500 while on the road to make thousands of dollars. On the road. I didn't lift a finger. You got some people out here delivering packages and doing this and hand-breaking work and doing construction and doing it. I, all I'm doing is talking. My jobs that I do, but I don't even call them jobs because those are just over brokes. My careers that I do, are literally just providing opportunity. And I do that with my mind, speaking about what I know and, and giving people the tools so they can better themselves. Um, and that's, that. I think to me, that's the purpose of entrepreneurship. It's not the money. It's how you learn how to impact other people's lives. Um, so yeah, bro, seven streams of income come with helping others. Um, and to me, those are the most beneficial uh, streams of income is yes. if you can actually yes. help others in a genuine manner. I'm not talking about just sell people, sell people. So I don't got to sell you shit. If you're mm -hmm. a grown person and you don't know why you need credit, you've never applied for an apartment. You've never tried to get a business account. You've never tried to own like you, you've never tried to own property. You like if you don't know the importance of that, you never tried to buy a car. Like, if you don't know the importance of any of the things I just mentioned, we're not on the same level. We're not on the same mm. plateau. And that's not knocking you. That's just saying, mm. hey, you haven't been forced to be responsible yet. Mm. Because credit is short form for credibility. 
What mm. credibility do you have? How are you perceived? Not in your mind, but in the minds of others around you, and especially financial institutions. So what are you building? Mm. Some, some say credit is leverage. It, yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. it, baby. It's a leverage game. <laughs> thousand percent. <laughs> yes. Right? Because yes. that credibility, you leverage the credibility to get the things you want for a much cheaper price than everybody else. I know somebody who had terrible credit, went to go get an Acura and left there paying a $950 car note. I paid 325 car note for my Mercedes. You telling me I could have bought three Mercedes, I could own three Mercedes for the price of your one Acura? That don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't know how to leverage credit, forget it. Mm-hmm. I, yo, I, yo, I feel like we need a part two of this. I feel like we need a part two. I have one quick question. <laughs> so people who don't people believe in credit, credit, credit cards and stuff like that, how are they able, able to put up the credit? credit? Okay, so first of all, if you don't believe in credit cards, you just haven't been taught. Um, and I'm not telling you to go out there and get seven different forms of credit mm-hmm. cards. No, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. You can have a secured card. Right, it's basically your money. Yeah, it's like it's not a debit account, but it's it's your money that you put away, you set to the side, and now you're just utilizing your own money. Uh, you can get a two hundred two hundred dollar secured card, but use one hundred dollar card. Period. So you can you can do stuff off your own money if you don't want to be taxed on somebody else's money. You can do that. Um, the only thing is when you do that. Now you got to invest even more of your own money. Mm. You can do that. That's mm. cool. Um, then there's other, there's other accounts called self, right? Which is basically a self-directed CD. Um, uh, so it's a certified deposit, right? A CD uh, where you're paying like $49 a month, every month. And then at the end of the year, they actually give you back all that money you paid in. I think it's 48 or $49 a month. Um, after 12 months, that's about $548, whatever it is. And they actually give you that back. Um, and then you built a one year's worth of good on-time payment history and credit. So that's an option. Um, so you can do that or through the services that we provide as far as like credit restoration, we also have a service, um, that's in there called credit, my rent, right? Where if you've been renting for a year, two years, three years, and you actually want to apply those on-time rental payments to your credit history and have an automatic like credit line that you've technically already been paying for, that's an option, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to apply one year's worth of credit uh, or one year worth of on-time rental payment to your credit lines, uh, that costs $89. You're trying to apply two years, I think it's like 160 something, something like that. Um, so that that's an option that you can do. You don't have to. But if you don't like credit cards and you've got to establish some form of credibility, it's just, it's necessary. Um, and if you don't see the importance, again, I ain't about to talk to you. Like, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not in the convincing business. Real talk, real talk. I'm not in the convincing business because I'm not selling you shit. I am providing you opportunity, period. Like, so, yeah, that's my, that's my answer okay. for sure. Couple of questions. Uh, couple, couple of questions, questions for you. Couple of questions um, for you. 
Um, oh, tell us about tell us about gentrification. Gentrification. Mm-hmm. And, and because, because we all talk about we all talk about. Uh, we have this, uh, mindset, we have of this how mindset of how education, how it moves low-income people out of their home, out of their home. Then, then. But how can we gentrify our our own neighborhood? Our own neighborhood. You know what? It's so funny because when I used to think about gentrification, it used to make me really upset. Mm. Mm. And then, the more I thought about it. I stopped changing who I was upset at. Mm. Right. Mm. You just you just said something. Gentrification is people moving us out of our homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. It's moving renters out of places they never owned. Wow. If they took the time to buy the properties and think about like that. Can't nobody move them out. And that's, their, like that. that's their properties. Right. What we're saying is we sat on the sidelines, watch people come in and play Monopoly, and we just like <laughs> they need let's get it. Yeah, they let's get it. No questions. They like I'm like, yo, I, I cannot be mad for other people falling into the same trap that you're in now. Cause that's mm-hmm. all gentrification is. It's just new renters, mm. and that means they they get caught up paying higher prices for shit you should have owned. Now I think about like that, damn. Oh, bro. Oh my god. Damn. So, so is that is that coupled with the fact of like I, I don't know who to feel worse for. Right, the, the the yuppies who are getting caught up paying these ridiculous prices, or us who sit back and complain that nah they paying these ridiculous prices. I'm like, what? Now that's not taken for granted that there's also been institutional like oppression in the ways in which like we're we're redlined in our communities, right? That's 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 clear and that's obvious. You want to yeah. do your research on that? Uh, there's a great book called The Color of Law. Right. Um, I, I highly recommend that everybody and their mama read it uh, because it will help everybody and their mama. Um, so it hasn't been easy to buy properties individually. But if you and your boy want to go in, you each getting paid $30,000, $35,000 a piece. Y'all about to go rent two different one bedroom apartments for fifteen dollars to $1,700 a piece. Why not go in together and buy a house? Buy one house. Y'all, got, y'all want one room each, right? Get one mm-hmm. floor each. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah. And now you're going to be paying less than the 1500 Y'all might come out paying 900 1000 each. You do it right. Mm. Or y'all can go in, buy a multifamily property. Now y'all both owning one apartment. Instead of paying for one, you put, you do that for five years instead of renting. You do that for five years. Now you use the equity in that property that you earned for five years and buy yourself another rental property. Now you're renting that property out, and now your rent went from $1,000 to maybe $500. So you got cash flow. 
Let's go. Yeah, that's that's that shit right there. Let's go. Okay. So don't, like, Let's go. Yeah, bro, that gentrification stuff get tricky because I used to look at myself, and I'll tell you, especially when I first started real estate, I didn't ha- I didn't have it all together. Like I was just searching for money and not really understanding the opportunity that I had. I like I got I got access into. Mm-hmm. But like the more and more I started educating myself, I used to feel bad because I'm like, man, I'm helping gentrification, and I'm 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 uh, like I'm I'm moving my people out. I'm like, wait, shit, hold on. If we had roots, nothing could move us. We stuck. But without roots and without investing in the soil to make sure that we can plant and grow here, we just we just surveyors, we just passerbys. Getting mad that other people is in our territory. It's not yours, you don't own shit. Like, and that's why like all the people that live in Brooklyn and Queens as renters, I'm like, yo, what does New York owe you? Everybody want to claim to be a New Yorker, but what is it paying you to be a New Yorker? Or are you still paying to be a New Yorker? It's expensive, they say. Yo, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Like, and I live in Jersey for the last nine years. Mm-hmm. I'm, still, I'm still from Brooklyn. <laughs> but now I, I, I just... I, I get a better view of the city, mm. ironically enough, and I don't gotta pay millions of dollars. I just I just sold um I just sold matter of fact a condo to a young lady uh for I think it was three what was that maybe three forty something like that, mm-hmm. and she got a better view of Manhattan than people who pay millions of dollars to be looking at other buildings in Manhattan. They don't even get a skyline. Wow. So it's it, it's literally like it's paying to be in New York is like paying for a Gucci bag, paying for all these things. It, it, it does us no good. It does us no good, like through and through. When we can go out there and buy two or three properties for the price of one property in Brooklyn. And then if you want to go in and and use a home equity line of credit when you got your three or four properties in Jersey and buy one property in Brooklyn, do it. But any investor will tell you buy low and sell high. Right? No matter what you buy in, buy low, sell high. Mm. And you, you buying in Brooklyn, you buying in Queens, you buying high. Where you gonna sell it at? So you know, the price of doing business. Uh, TC. Okay. Oh, by the way, listeners, very sorry. We got cut off. Technology is not yeah. liking us today. Sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> they don't want us to win. Facts. They don't want us to win. Sorry about that, y'all. But, uh, TC, any questions? I just want to mention, you said the book is called Color of Law? The Color of Law, yeah. Okay. All right. Give Who, that who's it by? No, that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, matter of fact, I could Okay. Yeah, I got like one, two, got like like five questions. Richard Richard Rothstein. Uh, Richard, Richard Rothstein. Okay. Roth Rothstein. Okay. All right. Definitely give her a look. Let's get it. All right. Next question. We have we have a few questions left. So for yourself. Would you rather buy a house 
or multi-unit homes uh, or apartments? Multi-unit homes yeah. or apartments? Yeah, so you, I would always prefer if you have the option to buy a multifamily property, you buy a multifamily. Mm-hmm. Um, because think about it this way. Let's talk, let's talk mathematics. You buy a single family house, depending on the price point, whatever it is, that's just you paying that bill. You buy a multifamily property. Let's say if your mortgage was $2,400 and an apartment in your multifamily property, let's say that, let's say it's just a two family right now. Keep it simple. Your mortgage for that, for that $350,000 house you bought, it's twenty four hundred dollars. You buy a multifamily. You rent one apartment out for fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars. Now you're paying what? Less than a thousand dollars for your overall mortgage and taxes. Now, if you go out there and you buy a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar property, yeah, your monthly expenses just jumped up to three thousand dollars. But now you're renting each apartment out for fifteen hundred dollars. Now you're leaving rent free, with possible money cash going back to you. So it went from you paying everything yourself for a single family property to other people helping you pay off your bills. The more and more like it, it, the more and more apartments that are in your multifamily property, the more and more opportunity you're buying for yourself, the less and less bills you actually have to pay on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Now you got to manage people and do whatever you got to do. Um, and a, it's a little tricky right now because of Corona where fe- people feel like they don't even got to pay their rent. Um, so, I mean, it comes, it comes with its drawbacks depending on the time frame. but in general, like that's, that's the way you go. The more, the more units, the more, the more like people are helping you pay off your bills, the better it is for you. Less bills you got. Okay. I have a question also. So let's say you ran out of home to somebody. And that mm-hmm. property has a trade fees. Who's responsible for it? The renter or the buyer? You better make sure whatever rent you charging them is covering that HOA fees. Cause if not, <laughs> that owner is coming out of pocket for them. So okay. I would highly, I would highly recommend that that person, <laughs> that person include that in the rent. For okay. sure. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, three more questions. Three more questions. All right, uh, can you create generational wealth in real estate, uh, and can you pass it on to your family and kids? Thousand percent. That's that's what real estate is. That's why I'm still in this industry. That's that's why I do this. It, generational wealth is the name of the game, right? The, if you rent an apartment for twenty years, what did you pass on to your kids? Nothing. IOUs. That's true. Yeah. You just passed on 20 years of IOUs. You own a property for five years and you die. Your property still has equity. Your your kids actually inherit that property instantly. Boom. Heirs. So it, instantly you pass on generational wealth, you pass on opportunity to your kids, your family, friends, and your loved ones. Automatically. Um and then, like uh, you said, is it inheritable? Absolutely. Do you create generational wealth? You're damn straight. Mm. Go through and through. Okay. All right. Okay. TC? Right, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you have any info for stocks, 
yeah. Infos with stocks. Uh, if you want to invest in stocks, download the Robinhood app. I love this app specifically because it allows you to invest in regular currency, cryptocurrency, whatever it is. You actually get to buy options as well, um, which are puts and calls. Puts and calls are if you're betting if a stock is going to go up or if a stock is going to go down, and you actually get to bet on that too. Instead of you just uh, in buying one share, you actually get to buy 100 shares at one time for a fraction of the price because you're basically just wagering what's going to go up or down. Um, like, for example, aviation stocks, right? So Delta, JetBlue, all these things, because of Corona, they fell to half of their share price. Mm. Half, if not less. So when you're talking about buy low, so high. Um, whereas Delta stock was at about $60 per share this time last year. Now they're at 29 to 32 right now. I bought one, uh, one call, right? So that's one, one belief, which is a hundred shares, um, saying that I know the stock is going to go up. Why? Because there's only one way to go is to have the price. And mm -hmm. people, as soon as the corona kind of dwindles down and things get back to going, people are going to start taking them flights again. I mean, shit, they're starting already. Um, so my stock prices, I've already made $450 off my $800 wager that things are going to go up. If I sell my stock, my one, my one contract, of 100 mm -hmm. shares next year, I can sell that $800 investment for $8,000. Mm -hmm. So um, Robinhood is the way to go. Okay. And then other pe mm -hmm. other people are doing stuff like Forex and all that stuff. That's that's like betting on currency and doing all those things. That stuff is lucrative too. I mean, they were just featured in Forbes, uh, Forbes 500, like growing businesses and stuff. So, I mean, there's ways of doing it, but just do your research. Don't just jump into anything with everybody. Everybody don't know all the secret sauce. Follow, <laughs> follow the people who actually get in there, for sure. Let's go. Okay. All right. So, what's the best amount of, like, if you want to start in stocks, what's the best way to do it? Do Robinhood, of course, but, like, it just depends how much you want to put down, or? That's it. Listen, I, when you think about stocks, you better be investing money that you don't need. Okay. Because mm. that, I mean, stocks stocks is gambling. Mm. There's no other way yeah. of putting it. Like, yeah. you yeah. you just like, yeah. is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? <laughs> that, that's the same thing. Yeah, that's the same thing like you going, you going to Atlantic City and putting it all on black. Yeah. You got to know that from the money, from the time you put the money down, it's gone. Up, down, indifferent, whatever. It's gone. Mm-hmm. There's no short thing. There's no short thing. Okay. Let's get it. Okay. All right. Uh, how, all right. So, how would you? So, I got, I got two more questions, and after that, we're going to ask uh, just, you know, to your social media and everything. How would you invest $5,000 right now? If you have $5,000, how would you invest that? You want a real answer to that? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. 
one, start the credit repair business mm -hmm. for three hundred dollars. Actually, it's two eighty eight. <laughs> period. Cause <laughs> you get your money back literally within the first week. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say invest it in investing in starting your own businesses. Right. So not business, businesses. Um, like I just told you, I paid two eighty eight to start my credit restoration business. Right. So I invested in myself. Within the first three to four days, I made $700. So did I get my investment back? Yes. Yeah. I actually doubled my investment in the first four days. And that's something 90% of first, first year businesses don't do, which is why they go out of business. They don't become cash flow positive. I did that in the first four days. So that's one. Then I, as a realtor, I invested $3,500 out of my account to buy a 3D camera, mm. right? That 3D camera allows me to take still photography and create virtual tours so people can walk through homes from the palm of their hand. I now charge realtors, the people who used to be my competition. They're not my competition no more, baby. They're my customers. Mm. When realtors call me saying, hey, is your property available? I'm like, nope. But do you need photos and 3D Matterports? I got you. 275 for one hour of me doing my business. Bam. So now my hours were 275 for realtors. When I'm working with architects, my one hour is worth 350. Mm -hmm. So my 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 $3,500 investment, brother, just since March, I've made $12,000 on my side business of photography and, and the 3D Matterports. So I ain't even spend the whole 4,000 yet. I mean, oh, the whole 5,000 you told me. <laughs> so my credit business, I've made more than seven grand in mm. a matter of three months. So that's, that's credit repair. Then I spent 3,500, uh, on that, on that 3d camera. I made more than 12 stacks. Let's go. Actually, it might be closer to 14 now. Cause last week I made it, I made okay. about, I made about 1400 just last week. So okay. yeah, yeah, like I ain't gonna lie to you. You don't gotta spend the whole five. And then if you wanna put a little thousand to the side just in case anything happened, put it to the side. Emergency but your funds. money, your 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 small, yeah, your, your residual funds good kind of set it off to the side. Mm -hmm. Discretionary funds, treat yourself a little bit. Um <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, if you have five thousand mm. dollars, invest it in something that's gonna make you twenty or more thousand dollars. Mm. Okay. Period. Let's go. If you put it in, if you put mm -hmm. it in your savings account, you just shorted yourself because they're only giving you two percent return. If that, you might get two percent return if you put something in a savings account. Your money got to be making money, and if okay. it doesn't, you're losing money because dollars lose value every day. Let's go. Okay. TC. Nah, that's some good information, man. Hey, you hit, you hit every mark. You're like, uh, I. Final thoughts, King. Final thoughts. For me? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't invest in yourself, nobody else will ever invest in you. Preach. I mean, uh, that that that's the that's the slowest thing about it. Um, mm. and I'll tell you, for people who are out there looking to make money for free, it's not gonna work that way. Mm. Um, because if you gotta think about this, if you are not worth investing in yourself. Somebody will continue to put 
a price tag on how much your hours is worth. Just kind of mm-hmm. rotating back to where we starting in the conversation. I don't know about you, but I work way too motherfucking hard for somebody to tell me, no, this is, this, you, it's only worth $15, $15 an hour, $20 mm-hmm. an hour, $25,000. Yeah. No, I just told you. I, I, went, I went from, you, you know what? It was funny. January of this year, I decided I was going to start driving Uber just so I can hand out my business cards to make more money on real estate. Then the pandemic happened. So I probably did it for like a month and a half. Then I started hearing about the pandemic. I was like, fuck that. No random people in my car. I took a photo. I took a photo of me wearing my mask and driving niggas around. People tell me, you look fucking crazy. I said, I look crazy, but guess what? I feel fucking safe. Nice. Cracking my windows and shit. And then when I actually sat down and did the computation, I was like, son of a bitch. I am driving for eight hours and maybe making a hundred dollars. After you take out gas, after you take out everything else, you know, they throw in their little incentives or whatever. Then I really started my Matterport business and my photography business. And I went from driving eight hours to make a hundred dollars to making 275 to 350 an hour. You got to put a value on your time. Nobody will ever pay you for your time the way you should pay you for your time um, and find something that's going to make your time lucrative. I just told you, like, as far as the credit repair business, I talk to people for seven minutes and make a hundred dollars. Seven minute conversations. I literally miss four phone calls while on this call, but it's okay because for me in the Bible, it says freely receive, freely give. Now, it costs me a lot of motherfucking money to give you the information that I'm giving you. But absolutely. why is it worth it? it? It To me, it's absolutely worth it to give it to you for free so that way somebody can take even a fraction of what I said and save themselves thousands of dollars. Absolutely. And when they come back and they were like, yo, that was valid. That was mm-hmm. valid. What they said was valid. And then we can start building group economics. That's the cool. longer we stay in poverty, the more expensive it becomes to get out of poverty. Mm-hmm. We cannot afford to sit at the sideline or sit at the table and judge people because they get money. We cannot yeah. afford that. Yes. We just had seven people with six people shot at a ju- at a juve party or at that a juve was, cel- that was, celebration. That was yesterday, I think. Yes. Yeah, oh, yesterday? Yesterday. I, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Six, we had six people shot and one of them was a six-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it's like our mindset isn't where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. partly not our fault but whatever part is we got to do better yeah it's kind of better yeah absolutely we got yeah. it, it, it's it, it and and it's it's self-accountability and communal accountability right they say it takes mm-hmm. a village to raise a child we got a bunch yeah. of men out here pretending to be men but are still children up here yeah Right. So it's it, it literally it's in, imperative upon each of us to teach each of us so that way we can reach each of us. Um, so it's important that we do that, like through and through. Um, so I know you want to ask me for my social media and my handles and all that stuff. Yes. Um, ageless poet like I don't get older poet A.G.E. like I get older L.E.S.S. like I don't age less poet um, on Instagram. 
Um, on Facebook, it's Lewis, L-U-I-S, ageless, like I don't get older. Um, and Estrella, E-S-T-R-E-L-L-A. So Lewis, ageless Estrella on Facebook. It's the only way to discern myself from the millions of Lewis's Estrella. Um, and then uh, our business page is brightest, like it don't get no brighter, shine, like we keep shining no matter what, homes, brightest shine homes on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And then our real estate, um, our real estate website is BSH, like brightest shine homes, bshproperties.com. Let's go. Let's go. And also, and also, if, if you have bad credit, because bad credit is expensive. Oh, shit, is expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. Please go to go to my man Luis Ageless. You, he, mm-hmm. He's a he's a credit repair choice, and he'll definitely fix up fix up your credit. That way, you know you can get started on getting good credit. And if you have, if you want to buy a car, you want to buy a home, whatever it is, they got a business loan, whatever. Yeah, it is. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, he, yes. Absolutely. Oh, yo, thank you for everything. Yes, yo, thank, thank you. you. Yo, this is, this is, this yo, you just gave, you just gave gems. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, million dollar <laughs> game, three ninety nine, baby. <laughs> um, I, I know I you were. Y'all, man. Nah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for, I, yeah. you know, for appreciate jumping it. on this. Seriously. No yeah. problem. Yeah. No problem. Definitely, it's not about definitely. the technical difficulties again. Yeah, oh, that, okay. Yeah. We here, baby. We here. Can <laughs> Rich was like, they don't want us to win. I said they can't stop us. They can't, they can't stop us. <laughs> we working too hard. Facts. Definitely. I, I know you got. Uh, I know you got uh, schedule. You because uh, I know you said you have about like seven people on the call. You got to call back to make your hundred dollars. So, you know. Oh, we gonna get bro. That, that money gonna be there, baby. We we ain't stressing. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you that my man, yo, this guy makes about like let's say a phone call. I'm telling you. Talk, actually, I'm not even going. Just talk to that. Just, just talk to that man. He'll tell you. He tell you yourself. He'll tell you yourself. T- when he told me, I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'll just show you. I'll just yeah. show you. Yeah. If you need proof, we can show you. <laughs> yeah. So definitely uh um uh, contact him. Uh hit up on uh, social media, follow him on Oh, uh, let me give you the yeah. number. Let me give you the number. Direct direct toll free yeah. line. 917-602-0293. Again, 917-602-0293. Let's get after it, guys. Let's do it. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you so much, Ageless, for having yeah, us. Of course, Ken. Absolutely. No problem, brother. Yo, Appreciate you, Yeah. No problem, brother. Yeah. All right, brother. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Peace, King. Later. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> My, I do this all the time. I realize that. Yo. He dropped some shit today. Yo, I'm telling you that yo, I I knew I knew my brother Ageless for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. 
I'm telling you. But yeah, um, God, yo, this is the real estate that that he just he just dropped gems on real estate, generational wealth, all mm-hmm. of that. Like, yo, credit repair. I'm telling you, if you are not listening mm-hmm. to, I'm telling you right now, if you are not listening to this podcast, and it is as simple as possible, like. When you have knowledge to something, you have knowledge of self, and then you apply to it. That's yeah. the whole thing of having knowledge. When you have knowledge, yeah. as soon as you apply to it, you be like, "I right, were this is what I gotta do." Now I got the, le- you know, now I got the, you know, the lesson mm-hmm. for it. Now I got the educational and the knowledge for it. Now I gotta apply to this to take action. Exactly. And for with that and knowledge, wanna, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Continue, continue. And with that knowledge, you become your own boss. Got answer to nobody because you educate yourself to get to the point that where you are now. Facts. And that's important. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. And and I wanna I wanna continue. I I, I definitely wanna continue for what for what he was um what he was saying uh of the multiple streams of income. Because um, mm-hmm. yo, he said he had like four, uh, four multiple streams of income. Amazon. Keep going ahead. I'll be right back. All right. So, Amazon makes uh, multiple streams of income. So, uh, and McDonald's, uh, all these corporations that you see uh, that you buy that uh, the, these corporations, you know, these franchise, Wendy's, um, you got Burger King. These are corporations, uh, well, franchise. Um, they make multiple streams of income, and uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give you McDonald's. McDonald's not only it's a franchise, but they also make money off of advertisements. They make advertisement off of their food, um, and also what they do is they have real estate also. They are uh, in real estate. McDonald's, they have um, property. They have property. Absolutely. Yes. So that's how McDonald's makes their multiple streams of income. Amazon. Amazon, how they have multiple streams of income is they have their website where uh, people, uh, you know, buy off their uh other people buy off, you know, their Amazon website through uh, merchandise. That's one stream of income, how Amazon uh, makes their income. The second one is Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, TC, you can help me with the TC, help me out with this. The, the third... Prime also includes the music. Yes, ab- mm-hmm. yes, that's that's the third stream of income. Amazon also, like Netflix, have their own streaming services and their own TV shows. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. so that's mm-hmm. four. That's four streams yeah. of income. And also, they inc- they also have food delivery, which includes that's, whole ooh, That's five. That's a, so that's a partnership right there. That's five. That's, that's five. five. And Amazon also has one thing. Oh, they act as a wholesale company as well. They are wholesale that's companies, six. but they could, they could distribute items for you for your own business. That's six. That's and six. make money off of it. Yeah. Let's go. That's six. That's six streams of income Amazon got. And I'm pretty sure we could get in a few more, but that's how much Amazon yes. does. Yeah. Yes. And and they got their own properties too. 
Yeah. Yes. Over the world, by the way. <laughs> yes, national. Over the world. Yes. Yes. I'm talking about global company. Yes. So Mm -hmm. Amazon got what? What is that? Seven streams of income? Yeah. (laughs) I got ten more. We just don't know about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you said Mm -hmm. deliveries too, right? You said deliveries. Yeah, Yeah, we have deliveries. Yes, deliveries. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what that's seven streams of income Amazon has. So. The owner, uh, what's his name? Jeff, Jeff Bozo. Let me see. Oh, Jeff. yeah, they also create products too, like Alexa. Yo, that's and they have their own eight. brand of products. That's eight. That's eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling yeah, you, Jeff, Jeff Bozo is B-E-B-O. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yo, I'm telling you, like how. Seriously. Didn't he just become a trillionaire, by the way? Uh, I believe so. I, yeah. I don't have the I don't have the the uh I didn't read about that, but I know he's a billionaire. I don't know if I think he's he a became a trillionaire recently. I think yeah. so. Well Tyler Perry. He he Tyler just Perry. became <laughs> Tyler uh, Perry became Tyler Perry just became a billionaire and just realized that Tyler Perry didn't just become a billionaire just because he had film. Just because he mm-hmm. created his own films and his own production company, he had property, he had yeah. land. Like Tyler Perry had multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. So yo, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> yo, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just giving y'all the facts. Like I, I'm just yeah. giving y'all the, the knowledge of it. So and I know it's intimidating, but the work is kind of already there for you to do. Facts. You know, absolutely. So that's yo, that's pretty much it. And you know, uh, for uh, TC, any final thoughts before we close this out? The best advice I could say for people who want to start getting their stuff together with the credit and stuff definitely check out the program that I mentioned earlier, and also start investing in yourself more and more through these days. No more excuses saying, I ain't got the time. We got time. That ain't the first time you're hearing me saying this on the podcast. We got time. Create <laughs> the perfect you know time. Saying? Sure. Make the time. Yes, absolutely. Don't let nobody stay your time. Make sure you have your time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So definitely you yes. can um, uh, definitely listen to this at uh, YouTube. You can listen to this on Anchor. We have Spotify. Uh, Spotify. We have Apple. Mm-hmm. Yo, <laughs> let's get it. Let's yeah. let's get it. <laughs> um, definitely, let's get it. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. On to the next episode. Yes. Peace out.